praise church. Come on. Yes, amen. You know, I, I went to school, I went to college, and, and four years and experience and all the stuff that I learned. I think one of the most important things I learned is one statement that was made one night at college. I'll never forget it. Listen, the professor said, guys, when you go to church, when you go to church, you go to worship. If you get to preach, woohoo! But you go to worship. And, and we're here to worship. And we worship in song, we worship in praise, we worship in the word, we worship in prayer. But we need to understand that the altars say, well, the altars were made for lost people to get saved. Now, that works. But the altar was made for God's people to come meet with him. And any time you need the altar, give me my lights, guys, if you'll help me with the lights while they turn. Uh, 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 turn with me to Acts chapter number 20. When we're in the place in, in God's house of worship, there is an open invitation with God to come and meet with him anytime you're ready. Say, what if he's not ready? He's always ready. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. He loves every hair on your head. He, he has them all numbered. They count to him. Amen. And I thank God that we're in a place where we can feel the presence of God. Amen. It's one thing to go to God's house. It's another thing when God shows up in it. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter number 20, and we're going to read just a few verses. I would say that I'm going to be brief, but I know you wouldn't believe me. But I'm going to be brief. I got out 10 minutes early in the first service. Say amen right there. Amen. I had time for an extra Gatorade. Y'all are in trouble. Amen. Uh, Acts chapter number uh, 8, or excuse me, 20, and verse number 18. Have you found your spot yet? All right, let's read. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons. Now let me, let me tell you this. This is Paul speaking to the Ephesian elders, uh, the people that he has left in charge there at the church of Ephesus. And he's kind of given them his farewell address. He is telling them and, and encouraging them, kind of giving them last-minute lessons and, and, and last-minute things he wants them to know and understand because he knows he's not coming back. He knows that the Holy Spirit has been revealing to him and, and telling him uh, that, that his days are numbered, that he's fixing to be arrested. And when he goes to Jerusalem, he's going to be arrested. And he knows that he's never going to see these people again. And he's given them some last-minute instructions. Are y'all with me so far? Say amen. He says, y'all know how I was serving the Lord, in verse 19, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But, but, thank God for the buts in the Bible. But, none 
of those things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. If God will help me this morning, I want to preach just a few moments on the subject. I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Church, say amen. amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for... Uh, Lord, all that you've done in this place. I know there's some broken people in this place. There's some battered people in this place. Lord, there's some, there's some bitter people in this place. I know, I know there are some discouraged people in this place. And I pray that through the power of the Word of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll lift them up and let them know that you are a man who can. Lord, let them know that there is no, no problem too big for you to solve. There's no valley too deep for you to get us through. I pray that your will be done. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you were here uh, this morning for the very first time, we are so glad that you're here. And we pray that you'd be here. And we want to go ahead and take up those prayer cards. If you finish filling out one of those uh, prayer, prayer request cards, could you hold it up real high? Just hold it up right there where you are. And we're going to run like the wind to get them. Got some right here. Got some folks from the anointing promised land. I'm talking about God's country, South Florida. Say amen right there. I'm talking about when God put, listen, Texas ain't the promised land. South Florida is. Amen. Coconuts and crab legs. Amen. Thank God for my people from South Florida. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I, I'm going to just preach right there. Amen. Isn't it good to be saved? We are living in a time, ladies and gentlemen, we are living in a time today when it's getting more and more and more difficult to be a Christian. Paul said it very clearly. He was explaining it to Timothy. He said, Timothy, he said, son, you need to be ready to preach all the time. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time's going to come when they shall heap upon them te themselves teachers having itching ears. They will not endure sound doctrine. They will not put up with truth. They will not stand for what is right. And you need to be ready to preach the book. The only thing that will battle a lie is truth. The only thing that will battle wrong is right. Somebody say amen. He said the time's going to come in the last days when they will not do right, they will not act right, and they don't want anybody preaching right either. All they want is somebody to tell them what they want to hear. We have a day that we're living in today when you took on the TV. Everybody wants to hear about grace. Everybody wants to hear about mercy. Everybody wants to hear about love and going to heaven and the golden streets and the pearly gates. And all of that is good and all of that is wonderful. And I love preaching on all of that stuff. But the Bible's says preach the word preach it from the front to the back preach it all and the bible speaks about god's justice and the bible speaks about god's righteousness and the bible speaks about doing what is right repenting from our sin and turning to god and i'm telling you in the day we're living in today we need all of the bible we need a front to the back we need to do it right and speak it right somebody say amen 
Listen, we cannot bow down. We cannot give up. We cannot throw in the towel. Paul is speaking here. He is saying this. I don't know what's going to see. I don't know what I'm going to see tomorrow. I don't know what the, the future holds for me. I have no idea. All I know is the Holy Ghost said there's afflictions and bonds waiting on me. There is pain and suffering waiting on me. But I want to stand and testify today that none of these things will move me. He was standing up singing that old song, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. When the storm comes, I'm not going to move. When the storms rage, I'm not going to be moved. Somebody say amen. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about what most uh, uh, mossy back fundamental Baptists are saying. I'm not talking about I'm not going to move out my seat and give God glory. I'm not saying I'm not going to be moved and do ministry. I'm saying this, when the culture rages, when the world outside is coming against the, the, the right thing in the church of God, we cannot back up and slow up. We cannot give up. We need to stand up and speak up because we did not. They've taken prayer out of school because we did not stand up. They're trying to take God out of everything. You can't even say Merry Christmas no more. It's time we stop backing up. I shall not be moved. Why? Why? Three reasons, real quickly. Number one, because there is a cause to fight. There is a cause to fight. Everybody's jumping on a bandwagon for the cause of the of the whales and the and the porpoises and 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 and, and the trees and all that good stuff. Now I'm for the environment. I, I'm not for uh, messing up what God created and all that. But I'm here to tell you something. Babies are more important than whales. And marriage in the home is more important than a culturalistic idea of what the world thinks it's supposed to be. We have a president that's standing today trying to destroy the 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 foundation of marriage, the foundation of the home, and we're just going to sit back and let him do it. We care more about money than we do morals. We have sacrificed the morals in our country for people who have promised jobs and people who have promised money, people who have promised welfare and a give me and, and, and a handout, and we have sacrificed what God's Word says. Shame on our country. There is a reason. Preacher, you sound mad. I'm mad. I am mad. It's time we get mad. Oh, the Bible says don't get angry. No, the Bible says be ye angry and sin not. I ain't sinning yet. But I'm getting close. Amen. Are y'all with me? Be angry and sin not. Jesus got angry at Rome. Jesus turned over the tables and he made a whip and drove them out the house of God. I'm carving my whip now. Say amen. We need to get angry. I kind of think about I kind of think about old David. Y'all remember David? Anybody remember David? You heard about David? David and Goliath? Yeah, you know, little guy, big guy fight, got it on in the valley. Amen. Little man won. David anointed David. David wasn't king. Uh, this mic is about to drive me crazy. The devil's trying. I will not be moved. Amen. I'm gonna get some duct tape and tape it to the side of my head. Amen. Uh, listen, David came into the battle. David came into the battle. Y'all know the story. Y'all know the story. His dad sent him in. 
His dad sent him in and said, go check on everybody. Check on, see how things. He sent him a, a, care, a care basket with him. And David, scrappy old David, he comes into the camp. He's all excited, jacked up, man. He gets to leave them sheep and go check out what the big boys are doing. Amen. And they got this battle raging on one side of a valley. On one side of a valley, we've got the Philistines. On another side of the valley, we've got the Israelites. And down in, the, in, in that valley, there's a big old ugly man by the name of Goliath, nine and a half feet tall. I mean a bad dude in a bad mood. Say amen. He is down there cussing Israel. He's cussing their God. He's cussing everything that they believe in. He's cussing everything that they know to be right. And nobody is doing anything. The king is hiding in his tents. The men are hiding in caves and tents and will not stand up and do something about it till one little fella, one little young man who had the anointing of God dripping off of his body came into town and he heard that God-awful noise. He said, what in God's name is that I hear? And they begin to tell him the story. Oh, there's a bad guy. There's a big guy down there. And that king has challenged us. If anybody will stand up and fight him, they will be our slaves. But if they win, we'll be their slaves. And and I tell you what, old King Saul, he said, he said if somebody go whoop him, then he'll make all of his, he'll be debt free. And not only that, he will give him his daughter to marry. Now, I'm not sure what she looked like, but that was taking a risk right there. Say amen. He said, do what? And I mean, he's getting all excited about it. And guess who showed up? His big brother. His big brother showed up and said, I know the naughtiness of your heart. Who has told you to leave them sheep out in the wilderness? What are you doing out here? You know what I found out? I found out people that's not willing to stand up will get mad at people who will stand up. People who ain't got the guts to stand up and do something. People who don't have the backbone to stand up to right and do right. When somebody does try to stand up, they'll get mad at that one because it makes them look bad. Well, guess what? I love David. David said this. He said, is there not a cause? Don't I have a reason to be mad? He said, what I want to know is why ain't you mad? Why is this not bothering you? And then the very next verse, I didn't put this in my notes, but the very next verse, the Bible said he turned around from him and said, now what did the king say again? You know what we need to do? We don't need to let criticism and we don't need to let critics stop us from doing what we know to be right. When the world says to be quiet, when the world says you, you're just too mean-hearted, when the world says you're just, you're just not up with the time, it's 2012, I've got a Bible that endureth forever. It's the same for this generation as it was for the first generation. This Bible will last till Jesus comes. I ain't going to be moved. I'm going to preach it. I'm telling y'all, y'all listen really good. The day's coming. The day is coming in my lifetime where I could go to jail for preaching that book. Because when the law is changed to same-sex marriage, when the law is changed to that, Joe and Henry's going to come to me to get married, and I'm going to tell them to take a hike. And listen, it's going to be promoted as hate speech. What are we going to do? Are we going to quit then? Just like we quit when they tried to take prayer out of schools? Just when they tried to take God out of everything, say, oh, it's no big deal. It's just the world. Where, where were we? In the, listen, in our money, in God we trust. Not anymore. In money we trust. Money has become our God. Because we'll believe anything anybody promises us if we think they'll put money in our pocket. It don't matter how low down and immoral they are. 
Why can't we be moved? Because there's a cause to fight. Paul told Timothy, he said, fight the good fight of faith. I don't know if y'all know this, but we're in a fight. I've already, I've always, my whole life, I've been a lover, not a fighter. Joe's the fighter. He's here. What's not to love? I'm adorable. Amen. Say amen. I ain't about fighting. I was a peacemaker, man. I say, hey, let's, let's just let's, can we all get along? Amen. I, I'm. I just I just want to be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Everything's gonna be all right. Amen. That's I, I like that. But you know what? We can't be that way anymore. We're in a fight. We're fighting for our children. I'm telling you, there's such a satanic attack on the school system today. There's such an, a satanic attack on our marriages today. I hate divorce. I hate what it does to the kids. I hate what it does to the families. I hate what it does to the spouses of each other. Listen, there, there is nothing good about divorce. And the divorce rate is the same in the church as it is the world. we got a problem. Oh, you preaching against divorced people? No, I love divorced people. I love, I love homosexuals. I want them to know Jesus. I love people who are on meth. I love the alcoholic who can't get off of, listen, alcohol. I love the crack addict. I, I, I love them all. The devil's attacking them. Now, who's going to stand for them? Who's going to stand up and fight? Who's going to stand up and say enough is enough? Well, we just don't want people to attack us and call us mean and, and, and we're, we're hateful. Well, if, if one person stands and nobody stands with them, before long, nobody will have the courage to stand anymore. Well, I think you're just being mean. No, I'm preaching truth. Sooner or later, we're going to have to stand up or shut up. What's it going to be? Paul said, I, I, mm, I will not be moved. The word move means to waver. It means to tilt. It means to fall. You can't waver. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Are y'all with me? I can't, I can't quit. I, can't, I will not be moved because there's a cause to fight. Number two, there's a course to finish. There's a course to finish. The day I got saved, God put me on a course. Paul said, I thank God that he put me in the ministry. And, and everybody's not in full-time ministry, but everybody's on a course. Everybody, if you're saved, you're on a course. Now, some of y'all straight off the course. Some of y'all have maybe fell, fell by the wayside, but, but, but I promise you that the best place you can be is right on course. I haven't always stayed on course. I haven't always uh, uh, run the race like I'm supposed to run it, but but I, I want to finish. I want to finish. Now, some people start this race like they think it's a 40-yard dash. They come out the blocks wide open. I mean, look like a gazelle. Say you man. In everything, doing everything. I mean, everything church got wide open, and they want to do every ministry there is, and they forget 
this is a long-term deal. This is a long race. Anybody ever see that movie? I don't know why this comes to my head, but it just comes to my head. Anybody ever see that movie, Hidalgo? You know, the horse? Y'all need to watch that movie. Great movie. Hidalgo, American Pony. Amen? American Pony goes over to the, uh, uh, the desert. Goes over to the desert, and there's a big, uh, you know, the big Arabian horses and all these type horses that real thoroughbreds and, and, and got papers, you know, I mean, like this right Just unbelievable. And this little American pony goes over there to race them, and, and, and this is why, I, and he wins the race, by the way, say amen. USA, US, no, I'm just kidding. Here we are. And this, and this they, they line up, they line up, and, and, and this, this American cowboy, now I'm thinking all my heroes have always been cowboys. I don't know why I'm thinking. He lines up with this pony, and, 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 and they, take, they shoot the gun, and the horses take off wide open. And they're going across the desert. I mean, this is a long race. It takes days. This is a huge, long race. And some of them horses tear out the gates wide open. Just wow. And, and they get about 200 yards out there when the crowd, where the crowd can't see them, and everybody slows her down, gets in a, a little walk. And the guy says, what? He says, that's just for show. This is the race. Now, there's a lot of people that go to church for the show. They want everybody to think they're looking real spiritual and they're doing all this and all that. Let me, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It's not how you start. It's whether you finish. I want to finish right. I can't quit. I wanted to a bunch. I wanted to several times. Me and Tammy's threatened divorce every other Monday. And on our off Mondays, I threatened resigning the church. Amen. I just we just swap off. But we don't quit. You can't. Because there's a cause to fight. There's a course to finish. There's a Christ we're going to face. Paul said this, knowing that from, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Saw a guy on TV preaching that, that when you die, a Christian just goes to sleep in the grave and he's going to wake up when Jesus comes back. That's How you know that? Because in 2 Corinthians 5 eight, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. What's that mean? The moment that your body shuts down and your heart quits beating, your soul and spirit goes to be with the Lord if you're saved. Immediately, right there, eyeball to eyeball. When Stephen was being stoned, he didn't go to sleep. He said, I'm looking, and I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. That was just a commercial. I just thought, in case you saw that same preacher. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor, we work hard, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. Why? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. I can't quit. I will not be moved. Because one day, there's going to be a Christ that I must face. Do you realize you're going to face him? I don't even believe in him. One day you will. 
One day you will. One day you're going to see him eyeball to eyeball, and you're going to give account for your life. You're going to give an account for the time he's given you that you've lived on earth. You're going to give account for the opportunities he's given you on earth. He's going to give an account for the resources he's allotted you here on earth. One day, we'll stand before him. Don't quit. But preacher, you don't understand. I do understand. Even if you're bloody, don't quit. Even if you're bruised and battered and the devil's beat you all kind of ways, don't quit. It's not about starting, it's about finishing. I can't help but think about the the video of Derek Redmond. Derek Redmond running in the Olympics. Running in the Olympics in the middle of the race, he tore, I believe it was his hamstring, I can't remember, I think it was his hamstring, just tore it in a, a gruesome way and he just fell and collapsed on the ground. He fell and collapsed on the ground. He tried to get up. He tried to get up, and he just couldn't hardly. And all of a sudden, <laughs> somebody come running out the stands with a "Just Do It" hat on, Nike, and put his arms around him. It was his daddy. He said, "You don't have to do this." He said, "Dad, I got to finish." He said, "We'll do it together." And I'm glad when we get beat up. I'm glad y'all get that video ready for me. I believe we need to see it. I can't help it. I want to see it. Amen. When we do fall, and you're going to, is everybody paying attention right now? You, you pay attention real good. Don't 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 get upset and so high-browed and self-righteous when somebody messes up. And you, you don't don't criticize because because one day you may fall, and you may have failed. But honey, you can get back up. Because our Father's going to finish it with us. Church, say amen. Can you, can you play that video? Can you do that?